Hello and welcome. My name is Lily Richardson. I'm the Orex News Manager and in case you haven't heard of Orex News, we're a subscription service from Orex, which covers publicly reported operational risk loss events in the financial sector from across the globe. Now, I'd like to introduce Fern, the Orex News Assistant Manager for Editorial. Thank you, Lily. Hi, everyone. In this month's episode, we'll take a brief look at the top five largest losses from November 2022. All losses are reported in US dollars. We're also going to focus on this year's top five largest losses and discuss how the news team applied the ORX reference taxonomy to those events, as well as recent findings from the latest top risk review published this month. Please note that the top five largest losses of 2022 are up to December the 14th when we recorded this episode. For this podcast, I'm joined by the news researchers Stanke and Joseph. Over to you, Joseph, for November's top five. Thanks, Fern. This month's fifth largest loss is awarded to Julius Baer. The bank was fined $21.6 million by the UK Financial Conduct Authority over control failures concerning its oversight of finders arrangements between the bank and two UCUS Group employees. At number four... The Australia and New Zealand Banking Group settled class actions over the sale of consumer credit insurance for $28.1 million. November's third loss is awarded to the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. The bank reached a $33.5 million settlement over the sale of consumer credit insurance. In second place is Glencore. The Swiss commodity trader was fined £281 million by the UK Serious Fraud Office, SFO, for running a bribery scheme spanning several African countries, having settled with US regulators over the same matter in May 2022. US authorities credited a portion of the May penalty against the FSOs, so Glencore's fine in the UK has been recorded at $186.2 million. November's largest loss was suffered by cryptocurrency exchange FTX. Amid its bankruptcy proceedings started on 11th November 2022, Reports surfaced that FTX had been hacked to the tune of up to $659 million, a figure which was later revised down to $477 million. The sudden outflow of cash was tangled up with the exchange's attempt to transfer all funds into offline storage as part of the bankruptcy. Thanks, Joseph. Before we start the countdown to this year's top five largest losses, I'll give you a brief overview of the ORX risk taxonomy used by the news team to tag all the stories we report on. In 2019, ORX launched the event type reference taxonomy, followed by the cause and impact taxonomy in 2020. Our objective was to design an event classification which reflected current practice and included the contemporary risks faced by the financial services. This year, we wanted to formally find out from our members how well the taxonomy was meeting these objectives. The feedback we've received indicates that the reference taxonomy is being either adopted or considered as standard across the financial industry. In the same survey, we asked our members whether any risks were not represented and over 60% of the responses stated that there was no missing elements. However, some outlined potential gaps such as climate, sustainability and ESG, as well as mis-selling and third party. To address those gaps, the news team added a climate risk industry loss event flag 
and produce content focusing on ESG, mis-selling and third-party risk. We also regularly review our use of keywords to keep up with current industry needs and facilitate the retrieval of our stories. With all of this in mind, over to you, Stanka. It's interesting that you mentioned climate and ESG. These issues are at the top of our members' agendas, as we've seen in the Top Risk Review that we published in early December. The Top Risk Review is a survey of our members' personal views on the most material risks currently facing the industry, and by nature it tends to be quite forward-looking. We've not yet seen those concerns fully reflected in the news data. By contrast, we'll see that the year's most severe losses fall under conduct and internal fraud, both of which consistently rank lower than expected. So, to start us off at number five, we have Barclays. Over the course of the year, the bank spent about a billion pounds in fines and repurchases of over-issued exchange-traded notes, or ETNs. The ordeal started in March when it was first reported that Barclays would repurchase the over-issued ETNs. Provisions for the matter kept increasing over the course of the year, and finally in September, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, fined them $361 million, bringing the total loss amount to £1.26 billion. According to the SEC, beginning around June 2019, Barclays offered and sold securities in excess of the amount listed on its 2018 shelf registration statement with the Commission, and later it also broke the limit on its 2019 shelf. The overissuance continued until around March 2022. Previously, Barclays had been registered under an automatically increasing shelf, but this had been removed following a trading scandal. It appears that certain members of staff understood the need to track securities on a real-time basis, but no such controls were implemented and staff actually attempted to do these labor-intensive calculations by hand. Now, this is a pretty clear-cut case of conduct risk under Level 2 improper market practices. They conducted businesses in breach of regulatory standards, which required them to have a shelf registration for ETNs. They did have several, but they expired or only covered a limited number of ETNs. Internal fraud features at number 12 in the latest stop risk review, up two places since May this year. However, despite the lower ranking, we still see large losses in this category. So at number four, we have Ross Bank, losing at least $1.75 billion in an alleged embezzlement scheme during a restructuring. Towards the end of September 2015, a group of senior figures at Ross Bank and BIM Bank reportedly negotiated a $40 million loan agreement between Ross Bank and Stratler Investments, a Cyprus-based company that Ross Bank and BIM Bank executives controlled. It was reported that funds and bonds were siphoned off to Stratler. And as the company was credited with assets, the perpetrators of the scheme allegedly transferred them to other legal entities. It was also claimed that through a range of deals, the same bank executives embezzled funds which had been allocated towards Ross Bank's restructuring. This money was used to buy bonds which were subsequently replaced with low-quality assets and bonds which didn't generate returns. In August this year, Ross Bank's former chairman, who later became a senior executive at BIMBank and a former colleague were arrested in Moscow, both denied any involvement in the fraudulent scheme. For the ORX reference taxonomy level 2, we tagged this event under internal fraud committed against the organization 
as the bank's own executives were arrested in connection with the embezzlement scheme. At number three, we've got another straightforward instance of conduct risk under level two client mistreatment, where student loans company Navian had no regard for borrowers and their family, trapping many in endless debt cycles. Navient agreed to a $1.85 billion settlement with 39 U.S. attorneys general to resolve allegations of deceptive and abusive practices that caused student borrowers to overpay. Since 2009, Navient had been originating predatory subprime private loans to students attending for-profit universities with low graduation rates, knowing that they would be unable to repay the loans. This was done to drive up business for prime loans. In addition, Navient steered students into forbearance, meaning that the interest accrued was then added to the borrower's loan balances, pushing them further into debt. Next, we have yet another conduct case. The third story tagged under this level one taxonomy within this year's top five losses. Conduct featured at number nine in November's top risk review, down two places from May this year. And the Orex taxonomy level two for this event is in proper market practices. So the second largest loss this year is awarded to the cryptocurrency platform Voyager Digital. Investors claim that they lost up to $5 billion after investing in the firm's earned program accounts or EPAs. In August this year, investors filed a class action lawsuit against Voyager CEO Stephen Ehrlich and the American billionaire Mike Cuban and his basketball team Dallas Mavericks for promoting an alleged cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme promising large returns on the crypto markets. Essentially, Voyager told investors that he offered trades that were 100% commission-free, but investors begged to differ, alleging that this claim was false and misleading. They alleged that even though Voyager didn't show the commission fees on its website, it charged exorbitant commissions on trades and extracted fees using methods inexperienced traders would not be able to spot. Voyager allowed investors to open accounts quickly, in under three minutes in fact, because it used third-party services for know-your-client and AML purposes. When the SEC carried out a review of the EPAs, seven U.S. states ordered Voyager to stop selling them, claiming that they were unregistered securities. Over 3.5 million customers alleged lost money as a result of the scheme, with many losing their life savings. In July this year, Voyager filed for bankruptcy, pausing all withdrawals and deposits. And for our largest loss of 2022, by quite some distance, we have another instance of internal fraud. Allianz paid at least $7.6 billion over the internal fraud that was ongoing at its investment management unit, Allianz Global Investors, or AGI. should note that Allianz is the only insurance loss that has made it into the top five. This is a really interesting event because, much like with Barclays, it continued to unfold over several months and we've had to update a loss amount but we also updated some of the categories, including the taxonomy. Back in February, when Allianz first announced a 3.7 billion euro provision in relation to the structured alpha fund, they did so anticipating settlements with some institutional investors. The investors claimed fiduciary breaches. They said Allianz had employed a reckless investment strategy, that it had abandoned risk controls and ignored the fund's investment mandate. 
So initially, we classed this under conduct, client mistreatment. But then the public settlements with the SEC and the Department of Justice were made public. It was revealed that AGI executives Gregor Turnant, Trevor Taylor, and Stephen Bond Nelson had essentially been defrauding investors since 2016. The usual hedges became way too expensive, so they switched over to cheaper ones. They falsified pretty much any document you could think of. Risk reports, daily performance data, attribution spreadsheets, value sheets, and open positions data. Risk mitigation went out the window. Allianz did not have in place policies and procedures to monitor deviations from the advertised investment strategy. So in light of this new information, we've re-tagged this event under level two, internal fraud committed against customers and clients. Another significant category for this event is the industry loss event COVID-19 flag. This is in line with the top risk review, which showed that concerns are very much driven by external microenvironmental factors. Yes, the underlying event was internal fraud, but there is no doubt that the market downturn in the wake of the pandemic dramatically increased the losses suffered by the structured alpha funds. Absolutely. There were a lot of compounding factors that led to this loss being one of the largest in the entire news database, not just 2022. Nevertheless, we've seen that overall most large losses fall under some type of conduct risk. This is perhaps unsurprising as when you look at level two risks, it's one of the broadest risk types. There's a lot of things that fall under it from improper market practices to service failures and fiduciary breaches. It's really granular. You're right. It will be very interesting to see what happens next year with issues like climate and cybersecurity, which came on top during the risk review. Will they result in larger losses? Or are we going to see conduct come back on top as a major concern? One thing is for sure, the news team will be closely watching this space. Thank you, Stank and Joseph, and a huge thanks to our listeners for your support this year. In our January episode, we will investigate the increase in crypto frauds, the collapse of FTX and JP Morgan registering its first trademark for a digital wallet with crypto features. In the meantime, we wish you a wonderful Christmas and a very happy new year. Thank you. Now over to you, Lily. I hope you enjoyed listening to this month's podcast. If you'd like to know more about the top five losses, then please visit the Rx website, where you can find the top five losses for each month, as well as a range of up-risk reports and resources. You can also read the full digest for each of the stories discussed in this episode on the Rx website. Just search rx.org. Join us next time to hear next month's top five losses. Thank you.